Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, including Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, and Rick and Morty. I'm Dylan Eisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello! Today Sam and I are going to be looking back on Rose's Scabbard, uh, the... Um, Steven Universe episode 45, I guess, of season one, towards the end of season one. Uh, Or just in past March. Yeah, it aired this year. It's kind of hard to believe. Um, Really? I I think so. I mean, I I marathoned the show around then. So to me, like, it could have been any time in the past, you know. I think I I marathoned it after this episode aired. But uh, this is the first time we're going to be doing a look back for an episode of uh, television. We've done, we do uh, retrospectives on movies, and I think it's a good idea that to give us the option of discussing um, some older uh, prominent episodes of shows we cover. Like, we can do Jailbreak and um, Swords of the Sword, although we did talk about that one um, earlier in the podcast's run. And today we're discussing uh, Rose's Scabbard, spoilers for this, and, you know, all of Steven Universe. And, of course, we do regular Steven Universe coverage every new episode, although they haven't announced the date yet as of this recording. September 1st. Yeah, it's still September 1st, guys. Where's the... It's, Make it snappy. Yeah, I mean, we can t- talk about this for like a second. Cartoon Network um, pulled this episode from it airing like in August, right? Or was it, yeah, like sometime early yeah, August? Yeah, like, like uh, the, the, they're supposed to come back at some point in August, but they're like, JK. Yeah, not, not this episode that we're discussing today, but Nightmare Hospital, which theoretically would have aired in August. And um, it's pretty disappointing that they would schedule uh, the return of the show and then later pull it. They did this uh, very prominently a few years ago with um, Young Justice, and fans kind of revolted over oh. them on this. And this is uh, troubling behavior from a network that is usually the lesser of the three evils uh, with regard to Disney, Nick, and Cartoon Network. Um, but it's possible Disney is the lesser of the three evils, and Cartoon Network is not. But, you know, you should more consistently schedule your shows, Cartoon Network, especially this one, which is really special. Uh, you can't just be pulling it willy-nilly. <laughs> That's how you lose fans. I, I was just thinking about using the word willy-nilly. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page with with our willy-nilly usage. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Anyway, let's talk uh, Rosa Scabbard today and OverlyAnimated.com is where you can find all about this podcast. Uh, Sam, we just both rewatched uh, this episode. Uh, what... Where what do you think of uh, this episode of Steven Universe? What did you think about it when it first aired, um, and like how do you like emotionally react to it and stuff? So when it first aired, so here's my Steven Universe story. Basically, I watched it from the beginning, but then like I kind of fell behind around episode twenty. But then I heard about the Steven bomb. I was like, oh, I should start watching this again. So um, I caught up, and then this was the it was like the second day of Steven Bomb that I was caught up so this was at the end of my marathon and it just like hit the feels really hard at like 4 in the morning when I watched it uh, and it hit the feel like I think I've seen this episode a grand total of like 6 or 7 times I just rewatch it over and over because it's just it's a lot of feelings was this your most watched episode? yes is it, is. is it your favorite episode of Steven Universe? That's hard to say. I think it. I think it still is. Yeah. Hmm. And what yeah, did you? Cause... And what did you think of it this time? Still elicit an emotional reaction from you? Yeah, it did. But I. I don't know. This time, I found myself thinking about um, what had happened in Sworn to the Sword yeah. and friendship. Uh, 
and sort of like having that in reference to this and sort of uh, reading into the clues in the script more. Yeah, and we can talk about some of those. It's interesting to look at this episode after um, it originally aired, especially because um, so much of what uh, they talk about in this episode is like vaguely new information at the time of when it airs. Uh, like everything about the, this is where we made our stand against the home world. I don't even know if that would have been revealed before this, right? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, so it was it was kind of just this, this huge episode um, when you watch it for the first time because of all this new info in addition to just how emotional it is. Uh, yeah, I've also I've also seen this one a bunch, like maybe going on ten times now, and it's my most watched. <laughs> like every episode of Steven Universe I've seen once, then I've seen like Jailbreak a few times, and I've seen this one just over and over. Um, and yeah, it's like an actual like hour before work. I just watched it a few times. <laughs> It's it's just it's so striking. I mean, I also I've also I've seen Sworn to the Sword a few times now too. I also love that one. To me, there's a trio of I've said this. It's, this is getting old, but there's three incredibly high tier episodes of the show. Um, there's a ton of good ones, and then there's like three that stand out. So there's uh, Rose's Scabbard, Jailbreak, and Sworn to the Sword. And I actually think this is the best of the three. Um, I think critical quality wise, and like which one I connect to the most. Uh, it's it's unlike. Uh, any other like there's so much that this does interestingly it's it's so kind of special it's so emotional it's such a great character uh exhibition in pearl um notably it does all of its emotional storytelling without the the use of song um which is something yeah yeah the other two that i also think are really good have these incredible incredible songs in them um and this is kind of the hallmark of rebecca sugar's storytelling is Using, you gotta um, emote, you use song. Yeah, you emote through <laughs> through musical number. And this one doesn't do that. And it's somehow even more successful despite the lack of her signature de- storytelling device. Um, and What if there's a Steven Universe musical in the. It's in basically movie? already a musical, though. Yeah, I mean, like on Broadway. Yeah, that would be cool. Like how there was a Pokemon musical, but that wasn't on Broadway. Yeah, and we can anyway. anyway we can talk about uh, how this episode is different because uh, I'm interested in to see what you read into more now. But I think primarily, I feel like okay, th- what's notable about this one, first of all, and then we'll work up to my two primary um, concepts that this episode tries to accomplish. What's notable about this episode is that it's so obtuse in message motivation and um kind of emotional response like it's obviously a a high emotional response you get from it but it's kind of not even clear what's happening like with with uh with the pearl um but like it's much clearer now looking back on this now that we've had uh, you know sworn to the sword and and stuff but uh, this one is just trying to figure out what's going on in pearl's head in this episode is very difficult and it's it took me like at least you know three or four viewings of it before I even felt like I had any kind of concrete concept. I mean, obviously, ostensibly, like, you know, you kind of get her devotion to Rose here, which wasn't obvious at all before this episode. So that's the first uh, motivate thing that this episode tries to accomplish is um, it needs to establish Pearl's uh, heavy investment in Rose. And it's beyond that, though. It's, um, it's, It's changing the primary audience outlook of Pearl. Uh, that's what this episode does because b- before this episode pearl's primary characteristic is probably that mom. she cares for steven as a mom right yeah 
Um, and then here, uh, what this episode is trying to tell us is no, we have don't have the full information. Um, her char- primary character motivation is uh, her devotion to Rose, right? So yeah, yeah. It, this episode needs to single-handedly change our entire perspective, um, and I think it does, which is incredible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and uh, it's it's so I feel like this show hinges on this episode and Jailbreak um, so much, though, so, because um, looking back on the first season of the show, what Rebecca Sugar and the writers chose to do is. Um, basically say, okay, this first season is going to be exposition and we're going to work our way up to the basic fundamentals of two of our characters and three, if you want to count Amethyst too, with, um, on the run, but, uh, we're going to work our way up to these just very, very basic things about our two of our main characters. Um, and we need to try to establish their basic personalities and how they usually function with Steven for the first 40 episodes. And then we can kind of change it at the end of the season it's it's a very odd choice that they they try to make here um but really they're changing everything we know about pearl in this episode and everything we know about garnet and jailbreak um i don't know that wasn't obvious to me until kind of more recently just how much the beginning of the the majority of season one is really we watch with incomplete information when you watch it for the first time yeah uh and since then they've kind of hit super hard on pearl um the pearl of this being her primary character motivation i mean since then we've gotten this extended theme song from comic-con right and um my favorite part of that is when they have uh the three gems basically saying their their primary motivation and it's it's great i mean it's they're very i love it they're very lampshading it but it's not lampshading just it, but they're state just, your purpose yeah just state your purpose and you know this is pearls is uh living up to rose and um garnet is the living at the fight for the place where i'm free because she's a fusion right and um Amethyst is just like I'm born. I was born. This is I was born on Earth, Earth, which we don't know until on the run too. So they they do pull this with Amethyst, but I feel like it's less um, important to her character, I guess, and less. Uh, although I think it's Amethyst is more subtle than uh, yeah. Pearl and Garner, right? So she's the cool sister. <laughs> the cool sister, as opposed to the mom. Yeah. Okay, so that's the first thing that this episode does is it needs to just bl- bluntly introduce this character motivation for Pearl. Um, the second thing it needs to do is try to, is try to is it's the primary f- function within the episode is explore Pearl's outlook on Stephen um, and just this incredibly complex uh, dynamic she has to play between um, caring for Stephen as like himself and how uh, he's just like this new version of Rose that's also not Rose. Uh, just basically with the entire thing after Pearl gets upset and like runs off that entire thing that she's going through there. Um, and it's just super complex and the show, the episode is not, uh, obvious with, um, how it explores it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really, it's really striking how the, sh- how the show approaches it because I think one of the most, um, striking moments is when uh pearl seemingly just doesn't care about steven for like an entire sequence right when steven's yeah. chasing after and then steven jumping and pearl kind of slight for a second She'd being like, concerned steven. yeah for a but second then, but like, then she peeks over the cliff and he's hanging and she doesn't necessarily go help him she's like okay he's fine and then and she doesn't help him at all yeah um so right right do you agree with me like this is really different than anything we've had previously with pearl i do agree in fact like i don't know for some reason i can't really watch any episode previous to this 
<laughs> I mean, I can. There's like a select few, but like a lot of the episodes from season one, I just they just don't live up. And like this, I think, is a real turning point in the season, and it changes everything. I mean, you you take something like um, what is I mean, I'm trying to find an episode guy. What's the episode called? The space race. Yeah, space race. Yeah, space race. That's a great pearl episode, but. Uh, looking back, it's like what is is what is even um, important here? You yeah, know? I mean, I just watched that like the other day, and I was like, hmm. yeah. You're like, hmm, yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's what we're talking about with just the show establishes so much here uh, that uh, hadn't been said previously, and uh, it, it's it's just so. I think it's probably so striking to watch that um, when you've previously only seen Pearl be a mom. And maybe that's when people, select few people, started hating Pearl, you know? After seeing that reaction to Steven jumping. I could see yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see that. But... Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is... Uh, I mean, it's it's not necessarily... Uh, it's not necessarily like everything hinges on this one. Because this is very much just a Pearl-centric one. Like, we still have everything about the other characters and about the plot. I, I, guess, I guess in my mind... It hinges on this one, one. One thing that I will say that kind of relates to this is that it's hard. This I think this episode is a big reason why I'm I was maybe kind of disappointed by a lot of the stuff we got uh, with the last Stephen Bomb. Um, yeah. And if you listen to this podcast, you may have been frustrated by my disappointment with it. But just watching this episode, I, it's it's so you can see what the show is capable of um, emotionally and storytelling wise. And also, this episode is not like it's a big plot one, right? This is very. Um, condensed uh kind of solo just with pearl type um story that doesn't really move the plot super forward although it did give you give us new information at the time and it's it's like this show is capable of these these types of incredible emotional depth episodes though the ones with you know when we just get an episode about onion it's it's hard to swallow maybe sometimes when comparing it side by side yeah i I guess it depends on like the character too Onion's sort of like a he's a silly it's like you have this character Pearl who's maybe one of maybe the best character on television right and then you have Onion and he's a nothing character so uh, I don't know it's and I feel like I, I'm just I'm less sure that this show is gonna um, con- is gonna focus on these big episodes like I think we're gonna go back to these kind of low key episodes for a lot uh, the rest of season two uh, it's it's interesting too because I was genuinely not sure where the direction of the show would go after season after season one, right? Because, um, like I said, this season one is just purposely expo- exposition, and then we actually get uh, basic information on the show at the end. So then season two could just be plot, blah, 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 and uh, char- important character stuff. Now that we have all the exposition out of the way, but now I feel like the show is kind of at this point where it's not. It's it's we're past the point where. Um, they're hiding everything from us and we have some basic info and now we expect it to move with that so moving back into some of the middle parts of season one is not uh going to be as successful now as it was before yeah i sort of feel that way about avatar a little bit avatar less airbender uh Uh, like how like how you said sort of like the season one is sort of setting up the show and the universe and at least for me, like it's hard to go back to those season one episodes when like we have book two and book three, or it's just like plot happening. Yeah, 
Um, it's a it's a little bit with it. They do they do a little bit of the thing with the info. I mean, we get some very basic info about the show at the end of uh, book one and in the beginning of book two. But I think that's also more of a quality thing a little bit. Like the beginning of season one, quality wise, is pretty different from the yeah. end and from book two. Here, I think the beginning, the season one, was still had some high quality episodes in the middle. I also think it's just an information thing too. Um, let's talk specifics about about this, okay? Yes. Uh, so, I was talking a little bit about uh, Pearl's kind of complex view on Stephen, you know, at the end. And I feel like that's the the highlight to talk about. Um, what do you ha- okay try to <laughs> summarize it now that we've se- you've seen it a lot basically like what do you think is going through pearl's head um from let's i don't know from like even the moment that uh like she's in her eyes she finds out about lion and uh like from probably from then on right uh probably she feels uh maybe not betrayed but sort of less special mm-hmm. and less less important than she thought that she was. Yeah, for sure. Maybe, maybe less loved a little bit too. Um, I don't know. She definitely shows that, and she, like she mentions the amethyst and garnet, like um, they can't understand how she feels, stuff like that. I don't know. I definitely think it's like <clears throat> she feels like her pedestal has been a. Uh, yeah, we definitely start there, right? Like yeah. she. She thinks she was more important to Rose, and that's kind of why she's upset with Lion. Um, but then with Steven, like, I guess I feel like this episode is um, Pearl is forced to. Uh... So, okay, so before this, I. I so, Pearl, okay, Pearl obsessed with Rose, right? And then there's Steven. And I feel like Pearl is able to act so great towards Steven by kind of compartmentalizing um, the fact that. Steven is Rose a little bit. Like I feel like for the major until this episode, she's able to separate uh, Steven from uh, Rose, and then here she's kind of forced to confront the fact that uh, this is Rose, basically. Yeah, yeah which culminates in the end where uh, yeah she talks to Steven like as if he was Rose, I guess, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, with the hologram and stuff, and it just it it's it's like Pearl's able to have this incredible affection for Stephen by kind of um, it's 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 because he's Rose's daughter, uh, son, but also because um, but also uh, it's not thinking about Rose, right? Like the 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 situation with Rose, can, she could just kind of put her obsession with Rose aside and focus on Stephen. Which is kind of impressive, I yeah. would think. I mean, she had, like, you know, thousands of years. Oh, not with Steven, but... Um, yeah, actually, it's, that's true. She had, like, thousands of years with Rose. And, like, suddenly one day, poof, no more. And it's only been, what, like, around 12 years since. And it's just, everybody's just a mess. Yeah. Um, so, it's... I guess Pearl, the, the most striking thing about this is Pearl's kind of emotionally distant reaction to Stephen, right? Um, and the way I see it now is kind of that uh, Pearl has, unlike the previous things we've seen in the series, separated, um, like, she's kind of, her her obsession with Pearl has, like, came back to the forefront, and her caring of Stephen has now gone um, into the, replacing the 
place she like hid away her uh her rose love and obsession you know um yeah. so like now that it's like she can only have one of them at the time one of them at a time because they kind of contradict uh for her a little bit because steven himself is kind of a contradiction uh so it's, it's I like, feel like some of the writers must have psychology degrees <laughs> this is some pretty complex stuff well like wh- and I barely understand it yeah I mean it's not I don't know it's 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 tough because right so it's like okay so Pearl has can only have Pearl has Rose mode and Stephen mode and only one can be on at a time and it's weird because Rose mode is kind of causing Stephen mode um, but at the same time they can't really be like the same thing and so uh what this episode needs to do is hit us hard with the fact that no steven isn't rose uh, pearl's primary motivation rose is pearl's primary motivation so once that comes to the forefront steven isn't as important to her so that's why she's able to react like um she is when steven jumps off the, th- the thing um and almost falls she's able because she's those emotions aren't at her forefront anymore mm-hmm. and uh I guess one of the big questions with this episode, like, I feel like so much hinges on that. Do you think it's successful in convincing us that this is a reasonable uh, reaction from Pearl? From Pearl or just in general? Uh, in general, I think it's a reasonable reaction. To, from this character who previous to this moment we'd only seen uh, her care about Steven. I'm not really sure, actually. I yeah, mean... I think if the answer was yes... Uh, this is a reasonable reaction from Pearl, then this episode wouldn't be as good, which is interesting. Yeah. Like, it's so, the reason this episode's so good is because it's so complex emotionally. But at the same time, it almost, by being so complex emotionally, it almost has a thing that happens that doesn't make sense. Uh, but at the same time, that thing, that fact that that's so striking to us, that thing that happened, um, really hits home this thing that it needs, this, the primary purpose of the episode that it needs to show us, which is this devotion uh, from Pearl to Rose. And I feel like that's, it doesn't even hit home until this moment, really, when she can yeah. put C- Steven aside. Yeah. Uh, and I just think that scene at the end is so, is so wonderful. Everything from her jumping, uh, Pearl showing, um, Pearl showing Steven the sequence with um, Rose asking uh, her, to, her to join her. Pearl, um, sometimes I wonder if she can see me through your eyes. What would she think of me now? Right. Oh, it's so, just sad. Yeah. So sad. Man. Uh, yeah. And that moment's just, a, yeah. And then Steven's reaction is, well, I think you're pretty great. And uh, that's that starts the ending sequence with, I think, some of the uh, best uh, music that the show's ever done from the composers. And uh, not like the musical sequences, but the, the score. And um, just the montage with uh, Steven and Pearl interacting at the end and them kind of not going back to normal, but just going back to their previous dynamic with this new thing in play and Steven, you know, still caring for Pearl despite the fact that uh, she didn't have a great reaction to to him. Steven's so good. He really is so good, yeah. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. Like, I think we should all aspire to be Steven. (laughs) We should all aspire to be Steven. Even though, like, maybe it isn't the best because he kind of gets hurt a lot, but... He's too compassionate, maybe, yeah. Like Thanks, bros. Hey, what? I said thanks, thanks, Rose. Thanks, Rose. Yeah, I mean, that is Rose, right? That's the hard part about this. Uh, I think just the entire that entire ending sequence with the music over it is um, some of the best stuff the show's ever done. And uh, Steven brings out this flag, and then that Pearl, like, 
that gets Pearl happy again, and she starts like reenacting history uh, lesson battles from the war and teaching Stephen. And at the end, uh, they're writing online, and Pearl's face is just so she looks so tired. Complex. <laughs> so that's her primary emotion there. I don't know. I don't even know what it is there. She um, looks because she has the little eye uh, lines. Yeah, she does. Looks, yeah, looks exhausted, tired. and then she's looking down at Stephen to kind of to hammer home the point of the mess the episode and like what is what is how does she react to Steven it's so hard for her uh, I just think that sequence is so incredible I agree uh, Pearl talking to like so okay so that's one thing yeah and then the other big thing the episode does is which we you know we've been talking about is Pearl um, hammering home this uh, devotion Pearl has for Rose and uh, it's just the entire sequence of her talking to to Rose, but right before this ending one. Um, I also feel like we got a... Something I kind of noticed here, which I didn't notice before, is Rose, like at the end, it's like, you know, Rose is talking about uh, asking Pearl to join her and kind of... It's it's this interesting dynamic of... It's obvious that Rose knows Pearl is going to say yes, right? And that she's in love with her. And it's like Rose knows this and is still asking her anyway. Right, yeah. so it's it's how do you, how do you view Rose in this flashback? Because this was the first kind of glimpse we got of her. It, I feel like you could see her as unsympathetic for taking advantage of Pearl. I was about to say the opposite. I think. Uh, I don't know. I feel like in this situation, she sort of she she made it clear, like what would happen if Pearl said yes, and Pearl, you know, being Pearl, said yes. And, um, I don't know, I don't really think it was her taking advantage of Pearl. I think she accomplishes the minimum amount of, um, not being a jerk in terms of... (laughs) (laughs) Not as big as a jerk as you could have been a ward. Yeah, yeah. I think she accomplishes that because she, uh, like, she warns uh, Pearl of, you know, the consequences and stuff like that. Um... And that's like the minimum amount of human compassion you can have towards someone you know is completely devoted to you, I feel like. Uh, and and then, and she does accomplish that. So I don't think, I don't have a negative, uh, completely negative outlook of Rose, but I also think that uh, she is still consciously taking advantage of Pearl here. Um, we don't see it from Rose's perspective. We see it from Pearl's yeah. perspective and the emotions that Pearl has. Uh, and but, you know, Pearl's just like so completely in love and yeah. it's like, oh. It's, it's like, she's like, oh, uh, she's making it clear to Pearl and giving Pearl a choice. But no, she's not giving Pearl a choice. She knows how Pearl feels towards her. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that scene is so good because it makes it obvious that, Pearl know, that Rose knows how Pearl feels towards her. And she kind of has to ask her anyway. Um, it's still for a you know for a greater good and for a moral positive that they see that she sees. Um, but I don't know. I guess the direction I've seen with this these interactions is that I'm like super sympathetic towards Pearl and um, you feel towards her and this devotion thing. And then uh, Rose, I'm kind of iffy on right now. You know, <laughs> uh, like I feel like a lot of this mm-hmm. is selfishness from Rose towards the cause, and Pearl is kind of the victim of it. That's a, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really thought of it that way. It's I feel like the uh the flashback episode we had in the uh with uh Pearl and um Greg fighting kind of also went towards that, right? Cuz it's like Pearl Rose is also exploring a romance with uh someone else while still knowing that, you know, Pearl is I mean this is later. That's later, but you know. 
it's like she's strong pro along for this battle and stuff like that, and then they're not together <laughs> after Rose that. Is <laughs> a big jerk? It's I, I I feel like this is a question we don't ask talk enough about. <laughs> I kind of think Rose is a little bit of a jerk. I'm not I'm not sure how much yet. I I gotta see more. Uh, and anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of an interesting discussion. But the the thing that I, I that I mentioned referenced a little bit about is that seems interesting now is at the end of it, uh, Pearl's like yes, and then she's like my Pearl. Um, my Pearl, uh, is this a foreshadow of Pearl being one of many Pearls? My Pearl, right? That's interesting. Uh, I hope not. This is, this like, is, like, this like is my one Pearl. You are my Pearl, and there are also other Pearls, but you are my Pearl, right? This, like, oh god, you're just, like, breaking everything in half. Well, no, I don't mean this in, like, a way to make it unsympathetic no, towards well, Rose. No, I just fine. mean this could have been a, a foreshadowing of this new information in the finale. No, I understand. It's just it's just less romantic, don't worry. <laughs> less, like... There's some ways to view it, you know? Less... Ignoring kind of Rose's motivation anymore, because I don't know if that's super relevant. Just the Pearl... Um, oh, yeah, there's oh. one more thing I want to talk about. The Pearl, uh, like, devotion towards Rose's side. I feel like that's kind of the, one of the big things this episode, like, tries to accomplish is... And this is the big thing Pearl's character has become is this uh, so devoted, obsessed, in love with Rose, or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And I feel like they're so successful at um, showing this emotion and making us feel for Pearl and the situation because of it. It's, like, one of the primary emotional moments that this, like, emotional beats that the show hits on now. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how well they're able to do it. I don't know, like... <laughs> What what's what's what makes Rebecca Sugar you know want this <laughs> to happen in in the show know. and it's just such a strong thing. I do I don't, do you find it like relatable? You know? Yeah, um, definitely. It's like I don't know. None of us are going to be five thousand years obs- or ten thousand or whatever years obsessed with uh, this uh, <laughs> eternal figure, but um, just kind of this uh, obsession of a person and you know this being in love with them. Um, I feel like it's something that they're it's an emotion it's it's like more complex than we could feel but at the same time playing into just emotions that we've had i guess yeah i, I think know. it's a, it's like a hyperbole of like basic human emotion sort of like a taken to like an extreme it's just like everything about pearl now about this just eternal being is so based off of this one figure now in in her life right like and it's someone who we don't even necessarily see as super special. Like the only reason we see Rose is like so special is just how Pearl talks about her. Kind yeah, because yeah. <sighs> so I'm just feeling a lot of feelings right now. I don't know. Like it's I don't know how to discuss this more. But uh, we kind of get into it more in Sworn to the Sword. But uh, it's it's just so it's so in, 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 I don't know. It's. <laughs> It's hard. It, uh, so much of the show is based off it. Like, I want to discuss the concept behind this more, but it's kind of something that's hard to get into. Like, how, are you, how do you discuss this basic, like, emotional concept and stuff like that? Like, I want to relate this to um, Adventure Time, kind of. And, like, I feel like Rose's Scabbard is, is like, reminds me of the best episodes of Adventure Time. Like, um, I can see that, yeah. Like, the flashback with um, Marceline and Ice King, right? And that whole thing. Um and some of the other ones but i feel like what this is i feel like ultimately this is better than like the classic adventure time episodes 
Um, and I think it's, and of course, Rebecca Sugar worked on these episodes and stuff. And I feel like why this is more successful, even so, than those is those episodes achieve emotional depth, um, like kind of from characters. It's like these are characters we're familiar with, but these are also like these past versions of the characters that, um, and it's also these minor characters, kind of. I, basically, I feel like Steven Universe is more successful because we care so much more about what's happening and with these about Pearl yeah. than about anything in there. And it's like we have this incredibly emotional episode about, but it's also about one of the characters who we really care about. And um, like I think it's uh, the success of the format of Steven Universe of being more of a continuous story, but also because of. Um, I feel like because we introduce it, this episode's like based around this like uh, devotion towards a person concept and stuff like that. Um, so I feel like making these kind of relatable, big emotional mm-hmm. concepts, I guess, maybe gets us there. I don't know. That was kind of a a mess of. No, what, that's fine. What do you think about that? I don't know. I'm starting to think right now. Maybe all of this is just a metaphor for Rebecca Sugar's life. Well, I I don't. We don't need to. We don't need to. <laughs> We don't I mean, that's to... all great artists do, right? Well, this is, it's explicitly like Stevens, her brother, and stuff like that, you know. But, um, I, I, yeah, I guess it's like with, with... I was like kidding with that. Yeah, um, I know, but I guess it's like with, with Pearl, it's like you take uh, the you, you being in love, right? And then the past love that, like, for whatever reason didn't work out, and then you, like, extrapolate it into this uh, character and this, this yeah. concept for it, yeah. Um... <laughs> But we're not even talking about the beginning of the episode that much, but it's kind of sets just a kind of set up for this stuff at the end. What did you, what you mentioned in the beginning, looking at this episode in a new light with new information. Do you have, do you remember specifics of uh, things that you kind of see differently now than before you watched? Uh, Pearl being all like uh, sort of excited that they won the battle instead of reflecting on the lives lost. Yeah. Uh, what, How do, what do you relate that to? Or, sort of like um, what happened in who was the middle one with all the like the gem hands that were the cluster with all the what the the hand like the gem body part hands all like being all up in Garnet's face. Oh yeah, in that episode, yeah of uh. Was that this? That was the second Stephen Bomb. Yeah, remind me of that. Or like call it to like friendship. Um, I don't know. Just Pearl being more wrapped up in the glory of winning in the name of Rose than really anything else. Like that kind of like a, I guess him like debilitates her um empathy. Yeah. For others. Yeah, for sure. Right, and that's kind of on display here with Steven, right? Like, even the one person who we think she cares about the most is uh, shoved aside when Rose is reawakened in her. And I feel like that sets up this um, these other lack of empathy Pearl things later. And, like, I, I still am very sympathetic towards Pearl, despite, you know, some of the questionable moral things she does later. And I feel like it's because of this episode, what this episode establishes. I, I think Pearl is probably the most fleshed out character. It's interesting because in, in an interview, in an interview before far. the last Stephen Bomb or whatever, they said um, Rebecca Sugar said they haven't explored Pearl as much as the others, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Well, now we have. I don't. I. I definitely feel out of all the gems, Pearl is the one that we know the most about. I mean, it's possible Pearl is the most enigmatic to us, and the one we're least sure of her beha- her future behavior. Um, I, or maybe she's the one that like is the most quote unquote human. I, I mean, more, yeah. Uh, I think I just I think she's we've emotionally connected to her more yes, than yes, that's, that's and more. we've had the most moments to be able to do that, and we've explored her inner dynamics the most, right? I mean, to me, it was uh, clearly Amethyst, which is the one we hadn't explored the most, but uh, at least we, we did get a, a lot of her in the last Demon Bomb. Um, Hopefully more to come. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I've been running, running out of steam on the emo- these uh, high-concept uh, discussions about Pearl. Other, I don't know, what else did I highlight from the episode earlier that we could talk about? I am tired. But also, uh, the, this is this is draining stuff more so than our normal podcast discussions which is why this you know this is so successful in the show it's hard to even consider um we talked about her stuff with line yeah um you know pearl pearl said no rose didn't have a line because if rose had a line i would have known about it yeah and you talked about her the jealousy feelings with that and stuff like that um she said you never even met her to steven which was the beginning of the blow up we didn't even talk about that relating to the stuff that happens later but that's basically the same the same concepts that we were discussing before i i feel like also with the existence of lion and the existence of things that rose didn't tell pearl i probably mentioned this earlier but i guess to reiterate uh it sort of makes pearl feel lesser about herself like if if we are going with the whole thing that uh, pearl is one of many and rose sort of made her feel special but there are things that Rose didn't share with her that makes her feel less special and probably like kicks down her self-esteem a ton. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Rose is the one person that made Pearls feel special, and if, if she's not, she finds out she's not as special to her, and she can't uh, like be as like, assured and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess wrapping up, like, we have that... Uh, this episode has so much emotional stuff with Steve, with uh Pearl and Steven, and then it also, I feel like, has a few good humor moments, too, with uh, Steven training Lion, calling his name, was one of the great moments for uh, Steven's voice actor and everything involving that. Really, because I kind of find that kind of annoying every time I <laughs> So I was just like, I kind of want to skip past these four seconds. That's one thing that's better. That's uh, a consequence of rewatching things is... That uh, sometimes Lion. these types of things can get uh, old when, if you're only watching it once, then I feel like that's more successful. That gag. Lion. Yeah. Well, you're doing it now, too, so. Lion. I like Lion. Lion's cool. And then Lion is interesting. <laughs> and we still need to explore more with Lion, despite the fact that we've had like four or five Lion episodes, you know. Um, we had. Uh, uh, Am- Amethyst and uh, Garnet trying to get the big thing through the door in the background of uh, the big weapon thing. I don't know, is an axe? axe? What is it? Yeah, that was also really good. It's like, there's, oh, yeah. There's a theory going around Tumblr that uh, some sort of amethyst-like gem was the one that uh, Pearl was fighting and sworn to the sword in the flashbacks. Because of the axe and the color was purple. Interesting. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So all of these things overall, I feel like, just make this such a special episode. 
Um, and it's like, I don't know, maybe something like Sworn to the Sword is more obvious in what it's trying to do and um, kind of more polished. I don't know. There's a certain element of roughness to this episode, too, that not in like its art, not that the art is bad or anything like that, but it's just uh, very kind of these striking raw moments that happen constantly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's kind of, I feel like it's maybe easy to misinterpret those as um, like undeveloped writing. Uh, but it's, I feel like if you look into them in depth, then you get to the level of discussion that we've had here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think they definitely thought a lot about what they were writing down. Yeah. Psychology. Dan, it's like, even though this episode has a lot of blunt lines, like, I don't think any of them come come across to me as uh, just uh, kind of blunt storytelling dialogue, right? I feel like all of the dialogue is successful. Plus, I guess with that, that could be, like, attributed to the, like, 11-minute runtime they have. Yeah, true. Like, you have to get your point across. I think this is one of the most successful uses of the 11-minute runtime. Like, even yeah. the last, the big great sequence at the end is, like... There's like two, three minutes. Like they do, they yeah, accomplish I, I, so much. I agree with that 100. percent They like I mean, like I said, they're basically redefining this entire character, and they do it in in 11 minutes. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. Okay, uh, I hope we've achieved sufficient discussion on this. We can always revisit the episode again. I mean, this is the one I always revisit, so it's uh it would be the most likely candidate. Although we can talk about Sword, we can talk about Jailbreak. Um, on these look back episodes, we should talk about Gem Glow. <laughs> Which one is Gem Glow? That's the first one. Oh, we could. Yeah, we could look back on the first episode, the mid season finale. We could do that from uh, from season one. I haven't watched that since I watched it for the first. Yeah, time. I haven't rewatched it either. I should because Lapis though, because Lapis, you know. Oh, I want to mention. Mm-hmm. I believe that there is a very low key alkaline trio reference. <laughs> Where? In this episode. Where? So, when they're in the armory, and, uh, you know, Steven's, like, pushing, like, his flesh to get the things to come up, the triple light cannon pack comes up, and Pearl, you know, she's, like, correcting him with the name. She says the core design trio. And I think that's that's a little, like, too... You think, eh... I I, I, that, I I see what they're I see you. I was like, where in this episode could there be a reference but to something? Uh, but I actually I, I I like think that if there was going to be a reference to anything in this episode, it would totally be when, with Pearl just randomly naming things that happen in the armory, right? Because that was no, all. I'm not sure if I don't think any of that means anything. I think I that they just made that up. I think they just gave things names, right? I don't think they're going to explore those things anymore. But you know, always in my mind, whenever I see that, I'm like. That, that's a that's a low key alkaline trio reference. I mean, to me. Yeah, we had seen the light cannon before this too. We're pretty early on in the series, right? Alkaline trio is a band, by the way. <laughs> Says Sam in for, a, the, uh, for the disclaimer voice. Sam's disclaimer voice for the people who at home that don't know the viewers at home. Yeah, okay. I'm Dylan Ison. That's Sam Quattro. No, um, thanks. <laughs> You can find all of, our, all of our social media links and everything about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can support our uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our patrons, Andy, Beatrice, Mitch, Nate, Cordell, and Shayna, aka Buzz Like Your Beatrix Lestrange, Fever Mitch, Nathan Philly, and Cordell University and Hayna. Uh, we will have regular Steven Universe discussions, and I'll try to do more of these um, check-ins on the show if the hiatus continues, which hopefully it will not. 
Because I'm definitely looking forward to Nightmare Hospital. What chair is next? I feel like I'm in a desert without semen universe. <laughs> I thought that that would really help me in a desert because, like, I I would ideally like to get out, like move like a car. But like you know, I think on the list of things that I would want in a desert, a car, like a, a car that can like go on sand, uh, a camel. Camel is like a car. <laughs> um, water. Steven Universe. In that order. Yeah. Maybe water should be number one. I, Because if you can get out of the desert faster, that's better. Yeah, that's true. You don't need water so if you can get out. Yeah. Get okay, out. this is the type of... Uh, no, no. Math out of the desert. <laughs> yeah, that's another good that, one. Like a transportation mode out of the desert. How good? Yeah, but what, what good does a map do, though, if like everything around you looks the same? I don't know. Isn't that a good... Ask, uh, what's his face? Professor Zay. Yeah, we'll get Professor Zay in there, yeah. That's number one. You want Professor Zay to come with you. I mean, he didn't even find the library until the punk showed up, so whatever. Until the punk showed up. <laughs> okay, that's that's we're good. <laughs> Last thoughts on the episode? Uh, Still my fave, but Dylan's yeah. sort of changed perspectives for me a little bit, so I have to Interesting. sit and think about it. I, I wonder if I always have these. Thought. I mean, I, I like I like kind of forced myself to critically think about this more when I was watching this time. I don't know. I feel like I've thought about this episode differently in the past, so maybe we'll. I think it again. maybe because I like empathize with Pearl so much, I also see Rose as like this untouchable, amazing yeah. being. <laughs> I mean, I, to, a, to a certain extent, they want us to think that. But like, if you look into Rose at all, it's like, why is Rose special? Like, what? what's going on here and that that i feel like that's what leads a lot of fans to believe that she's like a gem ruler you know yeah like i think that makes sense if you start looking at it like that i'm just a simple person well this it's not like the show's given us anything on the 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 the, the, the at the very the surface and next step level viewing i feel like is um if you don't think about it at all i feel like rose definitely comes across as uh, this godlike figure too mm. but uh I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think there's enough of her to really evaluate. Even now that we've gotten glimpses of her in flashbacks. Even now. We'll see. I don't know. I, I, wonder, I do wonder if we'll see more Rose this season. Not sure. I mean, we, we probably will. I guess. I, I, to a certain extent, we need to get going on the... Her ghost is hanging around the house. Rose's presence is constantly felt in Steven Universe. I mean, mostly because, like, Stephen is his mom. Stephen is his own mom. True. This is true. It's like some Futurama stuff right there. Some Futurama stuff right there. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> That's basically what this is, yeah. Except mom. Except mom. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, Monday. I think I'm putting this out Friday. I don't know. And then Monday is uh, Gravity Falls. And then from there, we'll see. So thanks for listening, Question guys. mark, question mark, question mark. Indeed. Thanks for listening. Before I lose my voice. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.